Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. Welcome everybody to the extravaganza known as the third annual Culty Awards. Hey, hey, we're the Culties. We're always culting around. We're the culties, cult town. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so excited. Thank you when you can find that on uh, Jack's SoundCloud. <laughs> Doesn't know where it is, but it's hidden somewhere there. And you're listening to Matthew Gregg, who will be the mediator, I guess, for the culties. But the judge. The judge. Thank you. The, the judge of the culties. But the people making the big decisions because the people who have spent most of 2020 watching all of wrestling, because let's face it, there's not been a lot else to do. Mr. Jack the Jobber. Hello. And Mr. Ross Twiddell. Hello, Matthew. How are you today? I feel like you look, Ross. Uh, What an amazing attire you have for this Christmas, Christmas, Christmas festive period. Thank you. I had planned to do a video regarding Christmas for the channel, but time got in the way, so I just got left with these props I got bought on with a company card. There's Brett the, Heart, Brett the Hitman Heart Jumper. It lights up. Look, the lights are going. Whoa. It feels like it came from Wish. I'm about to create some sort of electrical storm in here. If I rub my arms together too quickly, it's a terrifying affair. But yes, it's Christmas Day. Believe it or not, we're sat here in work on Christmas Day. No, right. I hate to break Christmas, Fabe, but I forgot that this was going out on Christmas Day. So I'm sorry, everybody, for not making an effort. All right, then. The, Scrooge the, the there silent, the top I, I'm here on Christmas. The, silent, the silence is amazing. You want to pre-record video, Jack? <laughs> yeah, I just know exactly what's going to be said at all times. We are kind of predictable, it's got to be said. <laughs> but um, you, uh, Christmas Eve or Boxing Day or Hanukkah, whatever it is you're celebrating, Jack, that's not a problem. But how the hell are you feeling right now? I'm all good. I'm excited for the, I'm, I'm excited for the awards. I love stats and everything, so it's going to be... Oh, I love little competitions. It's going to be like Eurovision. But more camp. Well, I mean, look how we dress, of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So let's not waste any time. Uh, if this is your first time watching this, first of all, where the hell have you been? Secondly, the way it will work, Marco Jack will give us his uh, pick for what he believes is that awards winner. Then we'll go to Ross. Then I will decide. We'll do a big yay. We'll get a nice shiny graphic, which I'm sure our tech team here at Colholic are looking forward to making. And then we'll move on and on and on. I look back at the 2018 and 2019 winners. And that is pretty much it. So I hope you sat down and ready. Got yourself a nice beverage, your eggnog, uh, that bottle of plonk that only your parents drink, and then you spend the rest of the year avoiding. Uh, or just a big bucket of gravy. Whatever you got, we hope you got it and you're ready and excited. Ah, 
the first round of uh, looking back at the year that wasn't 2020 is mm-hmm. most underrated. And Oof. for a little back thing there, 2018's winner, Chad Gable. Bit wrong there, eh? And uh, 2019's winner, Akira Tozawa. And look where uh, they are now. Yeah, we're so, striking uh, gold each and every year, aren't we? <laughs> we're wrestling analysts, aren't we? We know what we're talking about. Underrated? <laughs> that doesn't mean we're wrong. They just continue They just continue to be underrated, I think. Yeah, they're underrated uh, according to the universe. So, <laughs> yeah. so we can put the anal in analysts. What is your most <laughs> underrated pick of 2020, Jack? Oh, no, you've gone for me first. I was hoping right. you'd go for Ross first in this one. Right, I don't want to scare anyone or turn them away. The rest of my picks are not as left field as this, so don't worry. If what I'm about to say, don't don't worry. Okay, my underrated this year is Stardom's Mayu Iwatani. <laughs> so I knew Ross was gonna. Oh, I'm Jack, I knew, and no. I watch things that people who don't. Oh, I watch more no. things that people. Oh dear. I you. love New Japan's Women <laughs> Division. Ooh. No, right. I'm the pyro expert. <laughs> Not pyro, is it puro? Pyro! <laughs> I do love the pyro wrestling. Um, now, the reason I've gone for Mayu Iwatani is because in 2020, a lot of promotions just haven't been able to put on shows for most of the year. Uh, Stardom are one of the few promotions that has been able to put on a sizable amount of shows. And as their main champion for most of the year, Mayu Itani's done a stellar job. She's been one of the most consistent wrestlers of the year. She's been um, she's been matched up well against every challenger. She seems to get the best match out of them. And recently, she dropped the belt to Utami Hayashi Shita, who's like their next big, like, I guess their next big star, the next big thing of, of stardom. So Mayu Itani's done a sterling job this year. And as your reaction at the start of this segment proves... She is worthy of the most underrated performer. So there we go. Fantastic. Well, you know all about stardom, Jack. I mean, you can't walk down Grease Street without starting a flash mob. Uh, and it's nice there. You've, uh, you've, you've dropped so many names. It's like the scene in Miracle on 34th Street. We have to bring in the letters from Santa. Fantastic. All those in- indie cred names. Now I know how you guys feel when I talk about Dub X Dub. Uh, that, that stardom pun was maybe the best, like, backhander compliment I've ever received that was really clever that was thank really you, funny thank you Jack uh, well that, that's that's a highlight of the show I might as well turn off now uh, Ross any thoughts on Jack's pick before please we get please don't yours? ask him that don't ask him I that think, no, I, th- I think Jack's been quite clever here because he's picked someone who clearly you have no idea who he's talking about so they could be fantastic they could be rubbish they could be made up for all we know Matthew. just to give yeah. a bit of a you're right just to give a bit of context about who she is Mayu Utani is like the new so when Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane or Kyrie Hojo as she was then known when they left Stardom oh she was then known she's like and the she new, was there obviously Ross she's pretty <laughs> Philistine she's like the new ace of Stardom she's the new John Cena now that now that Io and Kyrie have left so yeah and she's underrated well to the to the wider audience not to fans of Stardom oh. but yeah. Good times. Well, Ross, it's a hard one to beat, but what did you offer most underrated? <laughs> You're telling me, Matthew, because I was looking on Wikipedia just at the roster pages, just the bare names in a big table there going, who was underrated? Underutilised is very different underrated, I think. We've all got the people who we think are underutilised and should be pushed to the moon more than they are. But when it comes to underrated, I'm going for the wrestling abilities of one John Silver. Because, mm. yes... He grabs the attention with Johnny Hungy and just being generally hilarious every single time Dark Order are doing anything worthwhile anywhere. But when it comes to wrestling, first of all, 
He hops in the ring like Crash Holly, and not enough people hop in the ring between the ropes without their feet touching the floor like Crash Holly. And then I'm looking at the combos himself and Alex Reynolds do. We got that thing where they do all the kicks and the Germans and all that malarkey. And I'm thinking, wow, this guy is a good wrestler, but I never see anyone speaking about how good of a wrestler he is. So that's me logic for picking John Silver to be the most underrated guy here in 2020. That's a very good pick. Is His match it? with Orange Cassidy was absolutely brilliant as well. Yes, it was. I should have mentioned yeah. that. Mm. <laughs> there you go. You're working together like the those two. Fantastic. I'm Reynolds. I, <laughs> I'm Jack, the... as much as I love uh, Yoshi's Island and Yoshi's Story, it's, it's an easy <laughs> pick for me here. Mr. John Silver, representing the five-foot-six crowd. <clears throat> I have to obviously <laughs> give props to my friend there, John Silver. And, yeah, like life is short and hard, and I think he is underrated. Uh, absolutely, and I think he, there's bright things ahead of him. Of course, not according to this award, if anything, like Chad Cable Sauer's career has gone. It's but, a oh, well, award. Tried. Yeah, nice knowing you, John. Uh, if you hadn't done my, my little Matthew selections, we're going to be... If we're picking a wrestler who hasn't had a big title match or a big run yet, I was going to go with the Butcher and the Blade, or one of them, if we could pick that, because they haven't really had a title match, big thing, you know. Or, um, failing that, Layla Hirsch, because she's just mm. showed up, started existing, so... Yeah, also, John also Silver very was way good. better than my picks. No, they were also very good picks. Um, by picking the biggest star in a promotion, I feel like I may have slightly overshot the mark here when it comes to underrated. But, you know. Hey, it's your opinion, Jack. Yeah. There are many like it, but this one is yours. Moving on then to most improved. 2018's winner was, of course, Carmella. She had that great run and then didn't do much afterwards. And 2019, Bray Wyatt. Oh no! Oh yeah, because he was really crap, and then he became the f- oh, whatever. So it was looking promising at the time. <laughs> it really was, wasn't it? Twenty nineteen yeah. was a strange year. Yeah, it, it was. was. Uh, oh wait, we said twenty twenty. What we're talking about, Ross? Who is your most improved of this year? Well, I picked Bray last year just because going off twenty nineteen, the character was dead and it was rubbish, and he was doing stuff for Matt Hardy. Then he got the new gimmick halfway through the year, or just was it springtime, wasn't it, when the Five Five Funhouse debuted, and it yeah. all went like that. The trajectory completely changed. Easy for me to say. But I'm going for something similar this year, just based going off that 2019 run to the 2020 run, and that is Randall Keith Orton. I could not have been less interested in Randy Orton during the course of 20... Well, all the way through from just about 20... Well, 2009 to 2018, 19? Not interesting at all. Um, No matter what the authority were doing and this, that, and the other. But Randall Keith this year has just proved, yes, we all say if you're going to build a wrestler from the ground up, it's got to be Randy Orton. But he's actually been bloody interesting this year. Fantastic stuff. Arguably the best work of his career. I still think 2009 probably pips it. Maybe the legend killer, the original run, maybe pips it as well. But um, top tier stuff from Randall Keith this year. You don't need me to run through it all, otherwise we'll be here until 2021. But Randall Keith most improved this year. Just become interesting again. Mm. Yeah, Fair uh, enough. That's not what I was expecting to say, but it's hard to argue with you, Ross. You're right. He's uh, been on another level compared to all the other crap I've had to put up with this year. And Ooh, yeah, yeah that, that's a that's a fair point, mate. I hope Jack's got a good one so I can pick something else other than Randy just out of despite or anything. So, Jack, what have you got for us? I'm going for Pat McAfee because he's gone from being a non-wrestler. I know that I know that it's hard to say he's most improved when he's had two matches, but he's gone from being a non-wrestling component who a lot of people didn't immediately take to in NXT. And he's now become not only one of the most charismatic parts of NXT, according to CM Punk, the most, the best promo on NXT, but also um, a really entertaining wrestler as well. And yes, he might not have 
full grasp of the fundamentals yet, but he's like a freak athlete. The some of the stuff that he can do is absolutely absurd. Reminds you how 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 on another level professional sportsmen are and sportswomen to to normal people like you and I. And um yeah, he's just absolutely phenomenal. Uh really enjoyed his match with Adam Cole, really enjoyed his parts of the War Games match that he was in as well. So can't say more than that really. Pat McAfee. Oh, it's tough. It really is. I mean, Randy Orton, at one point this year, he went into the Legends locker room, switched off the lights, <laughs> put on his splinter cell goggles, and then killed them. Uh, that's tough. It's a tough thing to jump over. But Pat McAfee has those big, strong legs to jump over that because not only has he been one of the highlights of NXT in a pretty eh, year, as far as I'm concerned, but he follows me on Twitter. So oh I, of course, God. give it Corruption. to Big Pat McAfee. Corruption in the that coldies. That is bollocks. <laughs> that is not right. How, Pat McAfee might have been this good all the time. We didn't know this, did we? It's just because he started wrestling. This this, this is bollocks. He might have moonsaulted out of the womb. We don't exactly. know that. Exactly. <laughs> Did a hurricane rather than his mom on the way out. Oh, my God. Using the umbilical cord. Oh, all right. Now, now, Ryan Sutton. <laughs> now, now. <laughs> Ryan Satin. Did you not see his tweet? Oh, oh, his do I follow Ryan Satin? No, but his tweet went Everybody big because it was Did his tweet it? went oh. big because it was a very bad joke. What was it? I hope Seth Rollins. I hope Seth Rollins' baby. No, I hope Seth Rollins did this to his baby when it was born by the umbilical cord, and it was him swinging the belt around. I know. Uh, so lost in all that was big Pat McAfee or McAfee to his friends. Uh, I call him. I'm like uh, winning. Most improved. Loved seeing that. Loved seeing him talk and big himself up and amazing and all that stuff. But I would like to give a shout out. I had two here. I was going to say MVP for oh. similar reasons to how Randy Orton was said because he wasn't necessarily bad. He just wasn't doing anything last year. And now he's come back and he's outclassed a lot of the roster. You want to mention that match he had with Rey Mysterio in February. Do you remember how bad that was when he took the 6 1 night at the back yeah. and it just looked like he'd lost it all? But he hadn't. He turned it around, to be fair to him. Fantastic. No. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, or the other one was going to be Chris Bay, who mm, went from being impact. barely known, made little appearances on 205 Live, then kind of show up in Impact Wrestling, to not only winning the X Division title, not only about to headline against Rich Swan in the first, sorry, the bigger part of the second only time that's been two African Americans going at it on the top of the main event card on a pay per view, uh, but also it's going to be best of Super Junior for New mm, Japan. Nice. Which is good for Jack because he loves all that. The not the not the Japanese one though the the one held outside of Japan right? Oh, or is gonna, the New Japan one? Or is he going to be is in next not? year's? The the New Japan one's going on as we speak. I think the finals have been decided, and we'll oh. already we'll already know who the winner is by the end of by the time this comes out. Oh, oh so maybe congratulations! No, maybe it's next congratulations year's. on winning or not winning the uh, <laughs> best of Super J Cup. Chris oh, the Super anyway, J my Cup still stands. If it's a Super J Cup, then then yeah, he's in that. That makes well sense. done for winning whatever the hell it was. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we move on to the next award. Most charismatic 2018. Rightly saw Becky Lynch winning this. I think it was a one horse race, mm. that one. Uh, last year, MJF, who was absolutely thrilled to, <laughs> to avoid. <laughs> and uh, we're still anticipating the day he decides to listen to the Cultaholic podcast and tears it apart. I'm not, I'm not, I'm dreading it. I'm trying to I can't wait for him to call me fat and say I can't speak English properly. I can't wait for it. It's going to be great. Well, that's the thing, we should find just... out the episode that he's about to do it and we'll just make it the most colloquial 
slang filled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you know, do them, yeah, pack of doylums. Yeah, yeah. He announces it a week ahead. So what we should do is oh, maybe just yes. do like a do like a virtual one where we, we don't appear on screen. Yeah, get some get some voice <laughs> actors. <laughs> get like... some voice actors to play us all. <laughs> We're all Hello super... there, I am Ross Twaddell from Cultaholograph. <laughs> We're all like, we get a few Calvin Klein models and cut the mouths out and the models just talk like that. Like the Conan O'Brien joke is just a still image like that and he's like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Zac Efron and welcome yeah. to... <laughs> oh dear. Uh, what are we talking about? Most charismatic. Mm. Um, oof, it's a tough one aside for this crazy year. Jack, what have you got for us? Well, for me, I think this was the easiest choice to make of all of them. Oh, okay. It's Eddie Kingston for me. What a promo. Best promo in the world, potentially. Uh, everything he does feels like he means it and like it's real. And I think that, especially especially in modern wrestling, where everybody knows that it's, you know, staged, I think that has even more value because it helps people get immersed. When in, the, in today's day and age, it's actually quite hard to get immersed in wrestling if you don't, if someone doesn't help you forget that it's all pre-planned. And Eddie Kingston has that. Uh, I think he's a phenomenal promo. He could build a feud with anyone. He built a feud with Matthew at one point. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I just think he's fantastic. Oh. Ross, have you got any burner? Uh, My back is against the wall with this yeah. one because we have a very corrupt judging panel, as we've already proven. Um, <laughs> I'm going for uh, for Roman. And oh. just, it's based off, uh, honestly, I was going to, I had MJF penciled in for most of the year until. Last well, would, what uh, the the SmackDown before we sat? It's the tenth of December, by the way. So the SmackDown before the tenth of December. I know I had to say it. I don't know what date it was. Um, he stood in the ring. He's just been interviewed by Caleb Braxton, who he shot down numerous times. Kevin Owens comes down. He says, "Come on, Roman, let's have a fight because we're wrestlers and that." And just in, it's it's the way he said it. And this is what convinced me that he's the most charismatic wrestler in the world today. He just says, "Kevin, I'm a gentleman. There's a lady in the ring." Grow up, will you? And he just walked oh. off. He just walked off. And I thought that was just a slice of genius from Roman Reigns there. And of course, the rest of his promo work since he turned heel in the summer has just spoken for itself. It's the, the natural calling for the guy. Should have been in this role all along. We should, we've been saying this for years, haven't we? Telling Vince McMahon how to do it properly. Because that's what we do as wrestling fans. But Roman Reigns, good looking, charismatic, better than Eddie Kingston. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's like deciding who's giving you the best Christmas present, isn't it? Your mum or your dad? Your well, which one follows yell. you on Twitter, Matthew? <laughs> Roman does. You just want to talk about it. <laughs> um, I mean, no, yeah. That, Roman Reigns has been the best he's ever been this year, as far as I'm concerned. So uh, I've got him penciled in for a, an award upcoming. But charismatic? Eddie Kingston has been doing that thing all year. Roman Reigns has only just started doing this since SummerSlam. Ooh. So I would say it's Eddie Kingston just because of length. Okay. And we all love a bit of length here on the show. Yeah. So Eddie Kingston, but it was close. And again, I fully agree with everything Jack said. It's hard for me to care about Cody or the Young Bucks or whatever. Eddie Kingston coming out and going, I need to win that title to show my mom when she says, why don't you have a son? Why don't you have a daughter? Why don't you have a mortgage in your house? And I hold up the title and goes, this is why, Ma. Oh. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so it's him. Um, my my vote was going to be if Eddie Kingston wasn't picked, uh, Nick Gage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, just his cameos, walk around going, "Hey, you should stop feeling bad about yourself, man. Get yourself up. 
MDJ, <laughs> murder all day, and all the other stuff he says. So, uh, best non wrestler next 2018's William Regal, I think because they're shouting war games a lot, so how much you change? 2019, Excalibur, Ooh, two tough ones there. Ross, who is your number one best non wrestler of 2020? It's Taz. Mm. AEW Dark speaks for itself. They just take the piss on there and have a laugh, and it's fantastic to hear. And then when he wants to get serious in the ring with Team Taz, the, there's, obviously there are better promos in AEW, but there's few better promos than Taz when he's he's hooked in with uh, Brian and the other lads that I've forgotten that I'm sitting here right now. Ricky and Will. Powerhouse, not Will, Brian. Powerhouse Hobbs. <laughs> and uh, Taz's son, Hook, from oh, the popular God. 90s film, Hook. <laughs> I got um, a few tweets saying, "Was that you, Jack? Way because he looks young, and he, he was die. He looks oh, like Johnny Knoxville to me. Looks like Johnny Knox. I'll have to look at him again, see if he does. <laughs> oh, there was a, the, the shot, the, the shot where they're all stood looking menacing on this, on this, on the December the ninth episode of AEW Dynamite, and uh, he looked like Johnny Knoxville to me. No, fair enough. Could be wrong, but uh, Taz, Taz is the answer. Fantastic, more like Johnny Hard Knoxville. Uh, <laughs> great pick, Jack." Uh, I'm going to go for Tony Schiavone because I think he was like, ne- he nearly won last year when Excalibur did, or we mentioned him quite a lot, maybe, saying, oh, Tony's been brilliant, hasn't he? But not quite. Well, this year, I think Tony's gone to the next level. It's mad that he's not been doing it for so long and then just comes in and just hasn't missed a beat. He's just fantastic. But not just for his commentary either, for his interviews, for his vignettes with Britt Baker, which were hilarious, and generally just for the way that. Not so much the way that he even says stuff in these promos and videos, but the way he reacts. His reactions to other people are like mean gene levels of like it taking it so seriously. He's all, he's got such a good shocked face when someone says something to him. He's like, oh, how dare you? So I'm going for Tony. Um, and also, he's just got a, a voice for commentary, hasn't he? He's just got a brilliant voice. Wow, two great picks there. And yeah, I agree with both of them. I'll go with Taz just on the basis that what he's done is meaning more to the AEW product. Mm. He absolutely carries AEW Dark, which I don't think that many people would care about or watch as much if it wasn't for the commentary that involves him. But then he goes off and be, as you said, serious Taz. Uh, he's got the Harvey Dent thing. So, um, yeah, he switches personalities and turns serious, talks about his kid, how dare you, Cody, oh, I'll ref you up and all this stuff. Taz putting the Kataja Hajime on somebody in 2020 could easily be very laughable considering that he is a funny guy and he's about the same size as Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> he gets on the mic, he shouts, he yells his things, he's got a stable and suddenly it's a serious thing and we've got a feud build up. So absolutely, Taz, he can do everything. Fair enough. No no sour grapes here. That's all, it's all fine. Uh, uh, uh. It's all right, it's okay. <laughs> I've seen, seen somebody being set up. Um, my one for that wasn't going to be Taz or Tony Schiavone. Uh, an honourable mention to Samoa Joe. Ah, by far yeah. and away the best commentator in WWE right now. That's a good pick. He can, make, he, he can make yelling, uh, give us a kiss, every time Drew McIntyre's in the ring. <laughs> Although I do think, I like Ross's idea that he should be the GM. Yeah. I think that's a good idea yeah. as well. But Adam yeah. Pearce, you know, <laughs> is oh. there. <laughs> so. Yes, every single segment, we know. <laughs> yeah, he's running the show. Ah, but no. On to the next one. Best gimmick. 2018 saw Becky Lynch winning this. It really was the year of Becky Lynch, 2018. Uh, 2019, John Moxley. Yeah, could see that working very well. Ran that uh, nice wave. What have you got this year for us, Jack? 
this is the one that I've nominated Roman Reigns for, Tribal Chief. Because, well, I don't know what to say, really, because Ross kind of covered it all when he was talking about Most Charismatic. I guess I'll say as well that I really like the interactions with Jey Uso that are still going on. Like, he's beating him down one week, he's welcoming him back into the fold the next week. It's really disturbing and really, like, detestable, which is what you want. Um... I'm so shocked at the turnaround of Roman Reigns because we've wanted him to be a heel for so long. It felt like he was never going to be like Cena. And then they just went for it. And they didn't just turn him heel. Like, they've really gone all in. He's got Heyman. He's doing all the heelish stuff. He's fantastic on the mic, as Ross mentioned. And his matches have been good as well. So best gimmick for me is Roman Reigns. Ross, is there any other pick you've got other than Big Roman? Well, I would argue that I would argue that's not a gimmick. He's the tribal chief and head of the table in real life. <laughs> okay, sorry. This is just real life bleeding over into professional wrestling. I went. I was looking up and down the rosters again, and when you're just thinking about gimmicks, just what, what the concept of a gimmick, a gimmick wrestler. There's not many kicking about these days, is there? So I've gone for Darby Allen because he's added new strokes to what he was doing last year with these promo packages that he's doing that are just, nobody nobody could write them for him. They're, they're clearly coming from him, that that abstract and weird and dark and disturbing. And then you get celebrity cameos from like Steve-O and uh, Tony Hawk and people like that. And, and Hook. And Hook. Johnny Knoxville, probably, he'll probably turn up at one he point. He should do. Um, yeah. uh, and then obviously he's, he's bringing sort of shades of Sting into his, his gimmick as well, being up in the rafters. And even though it is just like, that is just what Sting was doing in the 90s, it, it works for him. And it, it's adding even more to what was already there. So the half-dead thing, the crazy bastard, the dark, disturbing promos, all of that, I think they've gone to another level this year. The TNT champion, obviously, uh, as well, being added in there. Uh, Darby Allen for me. Oof. It's a good one there, Ross, and it's hard not to see KY. You'd pick him. Hey! hey. But, uh, thank you, thank you. But, yeah, first as gimmicks go, he is one of the biggest gimmicks they have in wrestling right now, apart from, like, Abaddon or Sue Young, perhaps. But maybe Orange Cassidy would be somebody I would have maybe also brought up as well. But let's face facts. Most days I can't be arsed watching SmackDown. Hack to Raw number one. But big shirtless Roman brings me back every week to watch the the blue brand. So without a shadow of a doubt, the head of the table, the tribal chief. Call him what you like, but don't call him late for dinner. Roman Reigns, gimmick of the year. Bam, Margera. That was weak. I was trying to think of one. Rob himself. (laughs) Brandon Dickamillo. Yeah. Uh, Break on. What's English's name? Dave. Dave English. He's Jackass, though, isn't he? Oh, who's Aaron? McGee. McGee. He's Jackass Ah, as well. Okay. (laughs) Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We'll probably get these people on the show. Pontius <laughs> jackass also. Yeah, we could probably get all these people with one phone call to make a cameo appearance on the call. <laughs> anyway, moving on to feud of the year. I'm interested in seeing what you guys have got for this. Uh, Gargano versus Champa being uh, our favourite thing in 2018. Wow, my, 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 how times change. And 2019, Jericho versus Cody. It's a very deserving win. But what do you think is a feud of the year, Mr. Ross? Well, I saw what Mr. Jack had picked before making my picks. So I agree with Jack's. But um, to come up with another one, to um, to just put a put a, a cat among the pigeons, I've gone for Jay and Roman. Uh, just because of everything Jack said there, we saw the, the wonderful drama inside Hell in a Cell, a sort of a different Hell in a Cell to anything we've ever seen before, with less emphasis on the action, more emphasis on the acting and the, the feels and the, the, the shouting at each other and stuff like that. Bringing in Jiminy, Jim, Jiminy, <laughs> bringing in Jiminy, Jiminy, Jiminy Cricket to um to throw in the towel on Jay's behalf and sort of getting the brothers playing off each other and the cousin and Roman as well. It's all just been very real because, as I said, with the gimmick point as well, this isn't just a gimmick. This is Roman Reigns being the actual head of the table in the Anoa'i family, and it's just bleeding over into professional wrestling, and it's just. So far, because normally what they do in WWE, they see something that works, don't they? Then they just do it again and again and again until we're just sick of seeing the sight of it. But step by step by step so far, they've played it to an absolute T. And it's going to go wrong soon. But as we're sat here now on the 10th of December, it's every, everything's fine. So I'm going to enjoy it while it's lasting. So Jay, Jay versus Roman for me. Mm. Hard to argue. Or is it? Let's see what Jack's got. Well, I think... <laughs> Me and Ross have both gone for this one, really. Yeah. Um, it's Hangman Page versus the Elite in general. Oh. Because obviously it started off with him and Omega having their tag title reign, which I think started near the start of the year on the Jericho Cruise, actually. I think that's where mm. they won the belts. Because I remember Hangman Page crowd surfing away with a beer. Um, then obviously Omega being just a terrible, terrible tag partner, caring more about the Young Bucks than his own tag partner. Right. The Bucks casting Hangman out of the Elite that amazing match they had. Uh, and then Omega and Hangman not turning on each other and then turning on each other later on, which you didn't really expect. Uh, Hangman got taken in by FTR for a little while. They won the belts from the Young Bucks and then the Bucks were betrayed by Hangman. And there's just been so many levels and so many layers to it. It's just been fantastic. And it's still going on, really. I, I imagine it's still going to continue into next year. So can't wait to see what happens. I'm surprised. I don't think either of you were going to go for those. Uh, I'll briefly say what I had. Uh, Bailey versus Banks. Yeah. Well, one of were going to say that for sure. She was like, I know nothing about you two after years of working with you. That's absolutely <laughs> fine. <laughs> and the runner-up, because I thought you guys were going to say it, was going to be Best Friends versus The Pride and Powerful. Oh, uh, that's a good one as well. Yeah. Over a mam's car. <laughs> but I'm just delaying that because even though Roman is carrying SmackDown on his Big muscle, oily back right now with the Uso stuff. I like it. Uh, when me and Tom have been watching the SmackDown thing, as we do every week, and they call it classic SmackDown review, one of the things we like about that period of WWF is the fact that one storyline will lead into another, which will lead into another, another. It's not quite 
start, stop, start, stop, like it is today. So I like it when there's these big, long, enormous feuds that bleed into something else. And as Jack said, it, the thing is still technically going on because now Omega is now turning into Impact Omega, whatever you want to call them, um, and all this stuff, which is stemmed from all the stuff that's happened right at the start of the year when he's teaming up with Hangman Page. So I love it when you get this lovely, nice, long storyline. It keeps on going and going and going. So it's an easy pick, this one. The Elite versus Hangman. Yes. But I still love you, Roman. I'll point that out. And moving on now to another pick. I'm very interested to hear what you guys have got because I had to scratch my head about this one. The show of the year. The year with no shows. Yeah, right. No show of the year. Win a Teddy Hart. Um, 2018 was uh, NXT Take Our New Orleans. An easy pick, that. 2019's Take Our New York. Another easy Ooh. win. This year, what do you think was the best show of the year? Mr. Jack. I've gone for AEW uh, Revolution. It had the benefit of a live crowd because I think it happened in February, was it? I'll get the card up because it had so many great matches. Um, uh, Pack Orange Cassidy. Oh, you've got it. Oh, no. Right, Jer- okay. I'm just off the top of my head. Um, Jericho Moxley. Yes. That one tag match. Yes. It also had uh, Jake Hager versus Dustin Rhodes, which was a weird start to the show. Mm. Not the best start. Uh, Darby Ann versus Sammy Guevara. Great match. Yes. Uh, Nyla Rose versus Chris Statlander which was before Statlander got injured she would have been my pick probably for most improved or most underrated or something but obviously she's missed most of the year and MJF turning on Cody oh no sorry MJF versus MJF versus Cody he'd already turned on him but it's when he beat him and I think Arn Anderson got involved as well so that's my show of the year with the added boost the benefit of a raucous live crowd in one sec in the lovely town of Oh, Chicago, Illinois. Great. The Windy City. You sucked us in with that one. Ross, (sighs) what have you got? What what will raise us? Please be the horror show at Extreme Rules. (laughs) Yes, that's right, Jack. How did you guess? Uh, No, I've gone for what is the second best show of the year. I've gone for TakeOver Portland. Um, I've gone for the show that included Keith Lee defending his North American title against Dominic Dijakovic. I've gone for Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox in a street fight. Uh, Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano in an ABOF. ABBA! I don't know what I said there. Rhea Ripley defending her NXT Women's Championship against Bianca Belair. ABOF. ABON. Abaddon. Bros awaits Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne defeat Undisputed Era for the Tag Team Championships. I forgot that happened until copy and paste in that match card right there. Uh, Adam Cole defeated Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT Championship. And there's your card right there. Still, I think, the best takeover of the year uh, coming out of, obviously, War Games! Um, and so, yeah, there's me. There's my nomination there. Portland. That's interesting. I would have had the one... Uh, oh, Christ, what was it called? Is it, X, is it just XV? Or XX? I thought it was XXX. Just 30, yeah. 30. Was it 30? XXX. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I would have put that one above Portland, to be honest Ooh. with you. That one was one that I... I think that was that was the turning point for me when I watched the NXT show and went, hang on, aren't all these matches the exact same? And um, <laughs> I've not been able to watch NXT properly since. Um, so I'm glad other people seem to enjoy it. Again, not just my opinions matters around here or anything like that. But just because of the variety on AEW Revolution, the sheer amount of different gimmicks, different styles of wrestling, different things happening, uh, I wouldn't put any show above AEW Revolution, to be honest with you. I think it's the best thing AEW's put out all year. If, I don't know, something crazy like Eddie Kingston would have won the title of Full Gear, they will put that above that. But until then, yeah, Revolution, crowd, 
uh, making it better than pretty much anything else that's happened. And I should that's say it. as well that I, I have had the benefit of I pick, I made my picks first, so Ross may have wanted to go for that one as well. I suspect. Ross, well, Ross he's here. Let's ask him. <laughs> he would have, yeah. Right. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> Good job for trying me. It's really bad if you like you do such a good argument that we go, yeah, you know what? I'll pick yours. You're like, no, 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 I don't want you to pick mine. <laughs> but here's another one that I think is going to be really interesting to see because I struggled with this one, honestly. Uh, the match of the year, uh, 2018's Gargano versus Champa. Don't know which one it was, but there's so many good ones. The first one, plenty of. Oh yeah, there we go. Um, 2019, Cody versus Dustin. Oh, mm. absolutely, yes, 100. percent this year, again, there's just been it, 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 there's been so many matches that were good, but you had to go, yeah, but no crowd, or they've done some weird editing or something. So, Ross, with all the stuff that's gone on in 2020, what is your pick for match of the year? Now, initially, this is another award where I saw Jack's pick and I was like, oh, I would have gone for that one. But I did a little bit of Googling and I came across a match that, again, it didn't happen too long ago, but I forgot it happened. Volta versus Dragunov. Slappy, slappy, titty, titty from uh, NXT UK. <laughs> Unbelievable scenes. I don't need to say any words, do I? Just slappy, slappy, titty, titty does it quite well, doesn't it? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's uh, if you want to see, it, it was harking back to an era that's that's dead and gone in profe- well, Western professional wrestling, I guess. Lots of big meat being slapped all over the place. I feel sorry still for the, the Hall of Famers that are Ilya Dragunov's nipples. Um, they got nominated off the back of this match here. Um, a throwback to a different era is just all I can say about that match. It's one you just have to see to, to believe it took place in NXT UK. And it, it seemed to get the nod from Triple H and Shawn Michaels, who were on YouTube, I saw. Absolutely loving it. And I didn't expect that to be a thing. I was expecting to read news reports from Ryan Satan and people of this ilk going, uh, Volta and Dragunov going to business for themselves, doing a match that wasn't sanctioned by NXT UK officials or something like that. But no, everyone was on board and it was, it was fantastic. So as I say, I was going to go for what Jack's going to pick. But looking at this one here, I think I might... Nah, I don't. Hmm? You two need to stop looking at each other's picks, <laughs> you man. You're ruining the day. All right, let's throw pretend it's Christmas then. Yeah, fair enough. But let's not no, look at each other's if picks. We'd not, oh, if, we'd not, if we'd not seen each other's picks, then all the categories, not all the categories would have been the same, but about three. About three of them would have been the same, I think. Yeah, we had to do it. But this one's different, and I'm going for uh, Hangman and Omega versus the Bucks at Revolution. Uh, I don't know what more to say about it because I've already talked about how good the feud was. But a big criticism of the Young Bucks, right, is that they don't tell stories, they just do flips. But often they do, I mean, some of their matches are just spot fests, but often they do do stories. And this was a match with a strong story. If you told me that FTR versus the Bucks was eventually going to happen in 2020 and it wouldn't be the best Young Bucks match of the year, I'd be like, what? That's crazy. But uh, I enjoyed this match more than anything else, and afterwards as well. I loved the fact I loved the fact that Hangman and Omega didn't win. I mean, sorry, the Bucks didn't win, and Hangman and Omega still kept the belts. And I loved the the aftermath where there was like subtle little body language. It looked like they were setting him up for a triple super kick at one point, but they didn't. Hangman looked like he was going to do the buckshot lariat to Omega, but he didn't, and they all just left it. And I thought that was really really good, but. I feel like our corrupt judging panel, there's another wrestler of his in this category that's just a huge favourite. So we'll see what happens. I mean, in fairness, I'm sure lots of people are now screaming, going, Matthew, you better not bloody not pick what everyone <laughs> is calling the match of the year. And I will just go, look, 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 look. Silence, put my hand up like that. I have spent how many months, how many years at this point, putting over Volta 
and also Ilya Dragunov. And I've had people tweet at me, go, oh, look, it's that big German dude that you love. And I go, he's, Aust- he's the Austrian dude I love. And all these other <laughs> replies. And now after all, all this time, all it took was one poxy 20 minutes on NXT UK of them beating the life out of each other, turning their chests pinker than Ross's shirt. And now you're all, you're all in agreement with me. So because Ross picked it, of course, Volder versus Ilya. The match of the year. No, on NXT no, UK. To be fair... I can't even argue with that pick because it was it was incredible. It was a very good yeah. match. Yeah, it's got that that moment sink in. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, bask in its glory. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> My pick after a lot of about it, it wasn't Walter versus Illy, by the way, because I'm I'm there going, yeah, it was great, it's great, and all my you know indie German friends were all going, oh yeah, but you know if you were there live for sixteen carat, but I realise I'm sounding like that really old man now. So my pick for match of the year, uh, maybe a bit out there for some, the Men's Rumble oh, going back in January yeah. because I thought it was a blast from start to finish, very well put together, and it was the last thing I watched with friends in real life. Oh. <laughs> so just the experience of being sat down and going, yeah, three in the morning. Oh, Edge's return. Edge's return. Uh, the camera that- cut seen around the world. Um, <laughs> just the, the story, wasn't boy. it? Yeah. Yeah. The story of Lesnar talking everybody until Drew yeah. finally came along yeah. and got him. Fantastic. MVP showing up and getting a job out of it. <laughs> yeah. Brock awesome. dancing to Keith Lee's music. Yeah. Very good. Ah, good <clears throat> times. Promotion of the year. 2018 NXT. 2019 NXT. That NXT like won 2019. Wow. Yeah, right. What the hell were we thinking? Uh, 2020. <laughs> uh, bear in mind that we are obviously sponsored and paid for. By the good no, people no. at Tony Khan Inc. Stop. Which company are you going to pick for us, Jack? Uh, AW, Matthew, <laughs> I'm going for. Wow. I don't know whether I should pick a secondary one because, I mean, AW. AW done, Dark. Yeah, because AW have really. I know that there's a lot of people online who, for some reason, are unable to enjoy the good parts of both companies, AW and WWE, right? I don't know why. But there's a lot of people who microanalyze everything that the other company does that they don't support, and they go, "Oh, that's rubbish." And if the one that I liked did that, you'd all be saying it was crap. I think when you zoom out and just look at it, AW this year have provided a genuine viable alternative to WWE for the first time, arguably since WCW, which is incredible. It's been two decades, and it's just it's and now it happens to have come along. I think that it does have its weak points. The women's division's a big one. They don't seem to take that as seriously as they should or invest enough time in it. Um, Often the matches go too long. But on the whole, the storytelling and the booking has been on another level from, I think, every other promotion in the world this year. And yes, it's been a year when a lot of promotions haven't been able to run. So they've had that advantage. But I couldn't think of anyone else to pick. AEW's kind of the obvious choice for me. Ross? I've tried my best so far to find an alternative in every single category where I've pat- I would have picked the same as Jack. But this is one where I can't, I can't sit here as a serious wrestling journalist <laughs> and offer an alternative. It's, it is just AEW. Um, 
honestly, I haven't sat here like we're, we're we're past the like we're sort of at the end of the first full year now, and it's a lot more sports entertainment than I thought it was going to be AEW. I think they're a lot closer to WWE than many people thought they would be. Obviously, this, before it launched, there was going to be rumours of this. Obviously, they do do the win the win and loss records more than WWE do, and wins do matter, losses do matter. But there's a lot more of the sports entertainment stuff that we don't like about WWE in AEW, and I think they play that down a lot more than maybe they should. They should recognise that they are one and the same with WWE more than they actually are, more than they recognise. Um, but Jack said it all there. It's just, it's AEW, isn't it? And if you can offer an alternative, Matthew, I'll be shocked. Stardom. I'll be shocked as well. Stardom. Big stardom. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> They've been great. Yeah. Yeah. What else can we say after that? Anytime I watch AEW and sometimes I get caught up in like, Oh god, do I have to watch every bloody being the elite segment to get oh god. I'll turn on Raw and I'll realise how utterly fake and devoid of life the majority of the product is. And it's very stagnant. A lot of the time, obviously there's people that we do love, all hail Roman. But AW Dynamite, with the variety being the key point there, uh the amazing undercard, the butcher, the blade, the lucha brothers, um Eddie Kingston, to name but several. You know, all these this amazing undercard. So even if you're not smoking the hopium of uh, being the elite, you can still enjoy the amazing variety of wrestlers that they have, all be able to, you know, present a good personality of them. And that's what will keep me going every week, even more so than the PayPal from Mr. Tay Khan at Gmail. Tay Khan? Tay Tay? Look, Tony Khan must have been taken by somebody else. Tay T A Y Khan. Um, so yeah, AEW. Can I throw out some promotions that have also had good years just to try and give a bit of... One of them rhyme with Lardum. Yeah, yeah, that one. Oh, okay. And also DDT, I was going to nominate as well. DDT have had a good year from what they could have put, from what they can put on. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah. But, but I mean, it's AEW. Cool. In that case, I'll nominate <clears throat> uh, NCL Wrestling because they had one show this year. <laughs> no. <laughs> we love North. We love North Wrestling. We do. And I walk to it from my house. So it's one good vantage point. Um, and never mind that. That was all the prelims. Oh, now it's time for the all important, uh, the the award that we're going to put on Twitter and hope that that wrestler sees and retweets and goes thanks, <laughs> and we get hundreds of followers as a result. The and that's why the it's John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> wrestler of the year, twenty eighteen, Will Ospreay. Twenty nineteen, Phoenix. Mm. Ooh. So there's high standards here on the prestigious Culty Awards. Ross, who is your wrestler of the year? This took me a very long time to come up with, but I've looking up and down the rosters once again. I've gone for Nick Jackson. Oh. For oh. My, for my money, the most consistent professional wrestler on a big platform today. He's absolutely flawless every single match he has. You never see him make a mistake. Yes, he might do the same things most times, but also he does things that make your jaw go, huh, every single match he's in. And I made a list of some of the big matches he's been a part of this year. Obviously, he was in... Um, oh, and wait, obviously, he's prepared. No, hang on. What? I, oh, I've he's made, made a list. I've made a checked list. checked it twice. I've checked it twice. I've oh. found out that Nick Jackson is very nice. Right. Um, 
Obviously, he does a lot more than Matt in these matches because that's how the young books are. Matt pretends he's injured. Nick does all the work. <laughs> um, AEW Revolution, obviously, we spoke about earlier on. Then we've got uh, <clears throat> Full Gear 2020 uh, Books versus FTR. AEW Dynamite Episode 40, which was Fighter Fest 2020. One of those two nights. We had the eight-man tag, which was a hoot from start to finish, involving uh, Pentagon and Phoenix and Butcher and the Blade. Then the 12-person one involving the Dark Order. That was another one where they did some things. Um, and then finally, we have the one, uh, the Falls Count Anywhere tag match against the Butcher and the Blade. They were my sort of highlights when trying to come up with a reason for Nick Jackson being the wrestler. I'm just going for just straight down what they did in the wrestling ring and how consistent he was across the entire year. And I just think he he's sort of like... I'm trying to think of a football analogy here. He's not like Messi or Ronaldo. You know, a player who's just like, he's great every single week and he's just so great every single time you take him for granted a bit. I'm trying to think of who that footballer is, but that's Nick Jackson. Peter Beardsley. <laughs> Peter Beardsley. <laughs> Before he was a racist, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and then, yeah, stuff for private party as well. Just the, I think he's just, I just think he's great, me. And I just don't like Matt, so Nick Jackson all the way. He's the Michael Carrick of <laughs> AW. Oh. He's more, love, he's more, he's more overstated than Michael Carrick because Michael Carrick just chugged along, didn't he? Just not taking all the headlines. Nick takes the headlines. The G Sun Park. He's part of AEW. <laughs> 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 oh, I can't think of more football analogies. Uh, Jack, it's a really good one. It would be really funny to have. One half of the young books is our thing because it's going to look so passive aggressive putting up there. <laughs> hey, if Matt's going to pretend he's injured all these matches, he did it, he did it this week on Dynamite as well, thinking his leg was hurt. <laughs> well, oh. his soul will be hurt if Nick Jackson gets awarded and not him. So, Jack, what have you got for us? Please, please don't say the other one. Imagine rest of the year, not you, <laughs> not Matt. I've gone for another member of the elite but it's not Matt Jackson. I've gone for Hangman Adam Page. Now, in previous years, I've always gone for the winner of Wrestlers of the Week, but this year, I've I've been forced to confront the flaws with my own system, Wrestlers of the Week. And basically, wrestling's not always about who's had the best matches. Sometimes it's about, I suppose, who's told the best stories. I sound so wanky saying that. And I think that Hangman has had great matches but also has been the center point of like the best story of the year. And I think he's going to be the man to kick out of the one-winged angel because on a recent Dynamite, at the time of recording anyway, Omega really played up the fact that nobody's kicked out of the one-winged angel. I think that could be Hangman next year. So I'm nominating him this year because the journey has been fantastic and he could maybe win this award next year. I don't know, but I'm going for Hangman for 2020. Sounds like a presidential campaign. Hangman for 2020. I endorse the hangman. Uh, Or the hungman, as they call him on being the elite. Uh, (laughs) Fantastic. Show what God gave you, I guess. Man, that's tough. I mean, yeah, it would be funny as hell to have Nick Jackson as that, but it's going to look, make us look so weird. Like, why have we got one tag guy? <laughs> Phoenix, Phoenix won it last year. Yeah, yeah but Phoenix is a singles guy who does tag matches. You know, Nick Jackson's never won a singles title. He's not an AEW. He's strictly a tag team wrestler. He's part of the Lucha Bros. Oh, I've been in AAA. Uh, what's your bueno? Um, in, uh, so, hmm. Hangman Page has been really good this year. And he really has. And he's setting up so much stuff that it's almost great what they haven't done with him. That sounds like a wankerish thing to say, I know. But the fact that they're setting up all these matches that will happen 
It's the space. It's the negative void. It's the, it's the black the matter. The mise-en-scene of uh, <laughs> AEW Dynamite is uh, mucho bueno. So it's very tough. It's very hard. And I'm going to have to pick one of them. Who's going to give us the most clout? Oh, my God. <gasps> Hangman Page. <laughs> Everybody loves him right now. I don't okay. read anything negative about that man online. Plenty of stuff about the books, but... Mm-hmm. So, the Hangman, yes, Hangman Page will make us look the most credible, the don't, most resourceful, better than all the dare. other wrestling YouTubers. Don't yes, dare. Jack, you've done it again. No, Hangman, it's, hollow, it's, a hollow, it's a hollow victory, Matthew, if that's your reasoning. It's a hollow victory, and I'm not happy. Oh, well, he'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll absolutely take it, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Hangman Adam Page having great matches with Nick Jackson, and sometimes mm-hmm. Matt Jackson, um, on AW every week, every month, every year. Fantastic. I will pick. Uh, for those of you wanting to know, uh, I was going to do, just for consistency, because he's only had 11 matches this year, Walter was going to be mine. <laughs> uh, but in case one of you already picked him, I was going to Eddie Kingston or Rhea Ripley. Just in oh, terms good of consistency. Well. So, but obviously, they're not getting picked. Mr. Hangman Adam Pages. Good. And that, as they say, is that. We hope you have enjoyed listening and indulging the Cultaholics' very own culties, as, as demonstrated there by by very Ob- emotional Russ. Obviously, this will, a, a, a replica of this very trophy will be sent in the mail to each of the winners. Uh, to, <laughs> to, to each of the losers, they get a massive lump of coal. Yes. Yes. Don't burn it all at once. If you feel that we have picked wrong choices... Somehow, some way that we have not picked what you wanted to. It's YouTube. Please leave your thoughts in the comments below. Why don't you put your your picks You've already done that, even before (laughs) you've even got them. Oh, okay, we see you typing there already. You're already arguing amongst yourselves about how AEW's better than NXT and you can all go do something to someone else's. That's absolutely fine. We'll leave you to it. You guys need your space. You have fun down there. Hello, guys. Uh, Until then, uh, Jack, do you have anything to say over this festive period? Or are you back at home? Eating uh, chocolate hobnobs. Currently, I'll, I'll be back at home. Uh, but look out for all the great festive content, guys. Look out for all the great content continuing to be put out on cultaholic.com over both this week and, and the next. Ross? Uh, yeah, very much the same, but on, on the YouTube channel as well. Cultaholic Wrestling on YouTube. Subscribe now Wait, if you haven't already. That's what I meant. You said .com. That's a completely different oh, thing. Aye. Yeah. Right, on the YouTube channel. Aye. And on the podcast oh, feed, Tom Campbell's taking control of the Christmas content. On and I believe show. that Adam Pacitti might be doing some streams around this sort of time as well. He is, he's, uh, he's staying up staying up here in Newcastle and not going home. Um, so he's going to be streaming all the, the, I think it's all the wrestling shows. And if it's not, he's now got to do it because I've said it on a video. <laughs> nah. I, feel, I feel bad for him because yeah. obviously he can't go home given the current situation. But... Well, they don't want him. No, <laughs> COVID. <laughs> oh, that. But at the same time, he's making the best of a bad situation. So... Check out his streams when, if and when he's doing them and uh, give him a bit of support. Yes, because he needs it. And uh, yes, as Ross has said, Mr. Tom Campbell has control of the podcast uh, feed this Christmas. So the Watch Along Mus will be in full effect by the time you're watching this. I hope it will. It's not. I'll look stupid. But what else is new? Nothing is new. It's Christmas. It's Hanukkah. It's Kwanzaa. It's the Cultaholic Culties. Thank you for watching and I hope you're safe wherever you are. Three, two, one. 
Join us. Merry join Christmas. Us. Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Happy New Year. Oh. All the things I just said. Wagga, 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 wagga. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs> 